0: Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's
1: your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Tom Teague. Tom is the author of Online Business Success for Thought Leaders, Tom has spent more than 30 years in a traditional corporate career, leading software development teams to support collaborating engineering communities within large organizations. Tom left that life behind and he now combines this practical experience perspective for building software systems with the modern online marketing tools and sales skills. And he coaches thought leaders on a systematic way to create and deliver value for their communities using their online business systems. In our prior episodes with Tom, this is episode number five. Tom first introduced us to his book, Online Business Success for Thought Leaders. And then each episode, including this one, we're continuing to unpack what online business success means. So in episode one, we talked about clarifying business strategy. and episode two, we talked about selecting systems. And then episode three, creating online assets. And I'm going to leave it to Tom to introduce what the fourth step is in the online business success system. Tom, welcome back to the Success Insight podcast.
0: Thanks, Howard. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Fantastic. So we have been, well, you've been taking me on this journey. So I have been listening attentively and very grateful for what you have shared. And no doubt our listeners are grateful for that as well. This endeavor to build an online business success solution for us to help us help solve our customers or our clients' problems is not for the faint of heart. And you've certainly helped to make this journey much more palatable, or at least at the very least, understandable. And so I appreciate that because, and I've shared this once before, and I probably have shared it a lot with you. I wish I knew then what I know now. Life would be so much better. So thank you again.
0: Uh, You're welcome, Howard. And I would just say you and me both It's been a long journey for me, and that's actually the reason I wrote this book. It shouldn't take five or six years to figure this stuff out. And my goal in writing this book was to help you get there a lot faster. Basically, I've distilled down six years worth of learning. And that's one of the things I do as an engineer and as a software process sort of a guy. I like to boil things down to make it more step by step. There's a lot of complexity. And like you said, it can be very complex, can be overwhelming, especially when you're getting bits and pieces of it throughout several years. It's hard to put it all together. So that's really why I put this book together. Yes, there's a lot of information in this book. It is very information-packed. You should be able to go through it and understand it and then apply it. So I intend for it to be a reference book as well, so that you come back and you actually do the steps. You'll make it a lot faster on the journey than I did. What I love about it
1: is this book is not intended to leaf through and go up on a shelf somewhere. It's intended to be consumed and referred to. And you know, I was reading an article somewhere or I somebody referenced a statistic at some point. It said people buy books and they never actually read them. They just, you know, somebody suggested, oh, you should buy this book, and then they buy it and goes on your Kindle. I mean, I've got tons of books on my Kindle. I have books on my bookshelf or actually technically they're still in boxes in my in my storage, you know, because you you buy it and you never use it. But this book is different. It's intended to be consumed. So I do appreciate
0: that. Yeah, it's intended to be a handbook. And I'm excited about this last fourth part of the book called Sprinting to Success. The term sprint is actually a software term for agile software development. I knew that by the way. Okay, good. <laughs> but actually for for those who aren't familiar with building software systems, a sprint is uh, basically a project management technique where you basically take a big complex problem, like writing a piece of software, or writing a software system. It can be complex and from my software development experience, it can take 2 or 3 years to build a really complex piece of software with a team of people working on it. So, how do you manage that? Well, uh, this, you know, this is something that I started using 20 years ago before we called it Agile development. But basically, it's building your software in pieces from the inside out, or like I talked about in the in the last episode, from the back to the front. You build the core, and then you start building layers and layers and layers over time. And the cool thing about it is you get a working system from the very beginning, and then you just add functions and add another function, add another function. It's really a powerful way to build systems. And what I did was I adapted that way of thinking to how do you build an online business from the inside out, one little piece at a time, so that each little piece, it's not overwhelming. But in the end, you get a really complex system that's built up over time. And each increment or each little sprint project to get there wasn't necessarily overwhelming. You had a specific business goal in mind. You, you set out to solve that business goal. You get a working system. You test it. You're done. Well, you're kind of partly done because that's the other thing. Howard, I think you mentioned earlier about these businesses are like building the airplane while you're flying it. Right. Well, this is how you do that. You basically build something that's working and you launch it and you start flying it and you make it better as you go. But in particular, you start adding things to it. This is the way to kind of build the airplane while you're flying. It
1: It dawns on me that when I start to build this airplane and fly it, I need to be clear on what I'm getting when I make that first iteration, that, that first sprint. Because I think some people feel that they're going to invest, for example, in a website. And then all of a sudden, if I build it, they will come. That only happened in Field of Dreams, I think. So, but that's not the case. So, I think the client or the the business owner, the entrepreneur, needs to be aware of what this first iteration's capability is. You're getting, in this case, you know, in a, in a consolidated system like you and I use, like a Kajabi, we have the framework, and then we start, you know, perhaps we do just put on some informational pages, and that's it, or we create some assets to begin to accomplish some other pieces of the business.
0: One of the important things that a lot of people want, and I certainly did too when I was starting, is like, okay, that Kajabi license, or even if you're getting WordPress and a couple of other systems, all of a sudden you've got some monthly expenses going on. It's like, well, they're just out-of-pocket costs and, until you sell something. I suggest to people, find something to sell right away that's not too complicated to do and then build up from there. So in, this, in these two chapters, chapter 12 and 13, I talk, call them jump-starting your online business and then growing your online business. I've laid out 10 sprints and I'm not suggesting we go through all 10 of them, but I can at least kind of walk through them. So the first sprint is, and by the way, you start offline before you go online. So the first thing to do is to sell a live workshop. All you have to do to do a live workshop is, well, you probably need to get Zoom or something or, or some other system for broadcasting your workshop. But Zoom is fairly inexpensive. You know, it's $15 a month if you get the pro plan. And then it's just a matter of selling tickets to come to your live event. So let's just say you can set up a two hour workshop or a three hour workshop on your topic. And you say, okay, I can sell that workshop for $47, $97, whatever. Let's just say it's $97. That you're going to be teaching something really valuable for $97. And it's going to be worth your audience to come spend three hours with you to learn what you're going to teach them. Well, the Kajabi license, you know, then the basic system is $149 a month. Anyway, the point is you sell maybe two two people to come to your workshop. You've paid for your software license. So that's that's the point is, hey, if you get 10 people to come, you you actually made some money and paid for your software license. So start off with a live event. That's the easiest thing to do. There's going to be
1: some folks out there that don't realize that they have to get out and promote and deliver this live event.
0: Exactly. So that's where the offline marketing and the offline sales come in. You're going to be meeting people on social media. You're going to be networking. You're going to be going to other people's live events. They'll have networking breakout sessions. You start meeting people. You call them up. You follow up with a, with a social media message or an email message and say, Hey, let's connect. Let's see. It seemed like you might have an interest in this topic. And, you know, that involves listening, you know, when you're out there networking, listening to people who may have an interest in what you have to offer. And then you just follow up with them. You call them and say, "Hey, I'm doing a live online workshop on such and so a day. Would you would you be interested in coming?" So yeah, you do you do your sales offline, and then the thing you do online is you take the money online, and you can automatically send them an email in response. And uh, if you're using a system like Kajabi or another one might be Webinar Jam, you can send out reminder emails to tell people to remind people to show up. So basically you need, you don't need much. You need ability to take money and you need the ability to send out a registration email confirmation and then some reminder emails to come to the event. So technically speaking, it's one of the simplest things you can do. And it is a way to help pay for that software license right away. The second sprint is build your core website. So, you know, I, I, I was told this and a lot of people say, Oh, I, I'm going in business. I got to have a website. And so they think, okay, I've got to build a website. Well, I would recommend do your do social media and do your live event first and then build your website. So the web the core website is pretty simple. It's just three pages. It's your home page, your about page, about you, and the contact page where people can send you a message or call you. Really simple core website. Doesn't have to be too complicated in terms of the technology. But you're gonna need that messaging that we just talked about in the last episode. You're going to want to attract people, and then you're on your website, you may want to advertise that event that you just you know that you've been selling offline until now. so what once we go through these sprints, what comes next? I mean,
1: how do we begin to kind of grow and really kind of measure our performance?
0: Okay, so real quickly the the real the other sprints are Do your lead opt-in like we talked about on the last episode, social media, get your blog going. There are several things that are outlined across these 10 sprints. So once you've gone through these sprints, and I'll just say in the book, I give you basically detailed instructions about how to do each one. I have little diagrams. I have build this, then that, then this, then that. You know, so there's a lot of detail in the book about that, and I would encourage you to read that.
1: That's perfect.
0: But then the, the next part of this part of the book is, okay, you've built your systems. There's a need to test it. So one of the things I learned building software is that uh, your software will get tested. The only question is, are you going to test it or are your end users, your prospective clients going to test it for you? It's less embarrassing if you find problems before your clients find problems. So definitely recommend a very systematic quality check. You know, be sure to test each element, like each asset, you know, each web page, each click, each form, each button, every link, just systematically go through, test them all, be sure they all work the way you're supposed to. The next part of testing has to do, though, is how, how well is your marketing working? So I talk about an early experience I had running an online summit, and it was, a, you know, I didn't make any money on that summit. Uh, I partnered uh, with a colleague of mine uh, to do that. It was a great learning experience. We didn't make any money. But in the book, I talked about, you know, this, when you're marketing, there's these various filters, you know. So first of all, did they see your post? Secondly, did they click and go to your opt-in page? Third, did they actually opt in? Fourth, did they watch your webinar or whatever? Fifth, you know, in this case, it was a summit. And then fifth, did they purchase the product that you had for sale? So at each level, each of those five or six levels that you go through, there's a what both the marketing and salespeople call a conversion rate. So, in other words, not everybody is going to go from step one to step two to step three. So, you've got to take some metrics. It's like, how many people saw the ad? How many people opted in? How many people actually signed up for the webinar? How many people came to the webinar? So at each of those stages, you're going to lose people. And so the the metrics, you want to develop a system where you're collecting metrics to see how well your marketing is doing. And in the end, especially if you're spending money for advertising, like we spent a little bit of money to advertise, we were not able to recover our advertising costs. But if you're going to set things up, especially with ads, but even with other techniques like joint venture partners and so forth, They're going to want to know what the conversion rate is on your funnel. These things are called funnels. And the reason they're called funnels is because people drop out at each level. And uh, the point is, know your numbers, know your metrics. uh, Because at the end, if you're putting money in and you don't get money out, that's that's a money-losing system. And so you're always looking for how much money went in, how much money did I get out, what's my return on investment. So it's important to measure those things and to get some metrics on how to do that.
1: Fantastic! What I'd love to do, Tom, is, to, you know, maybe use, say, another episode to really kind of talk about some success stories or case studies, the good, the bad, the ugly, so to speak. So if you're up for that, I'd love to have you back on for one more episode.
0: Yeah, I'd love to do that, Howard. And, you know, we've covered a lot of ground and I think it might be good to just kind of have a quick summary of everything that we've been through. And then along the way, I'll sprinkle in some customer stories. You know, people that, you know, I can talk more more details on that last one, you know, about the, the summit that we did. So.
1: Before we head out, I mean, is there any other insights from step four that you want to share with our audiences? And then, again, we'll, we'll set the stage for our next episode where we kind of get into the review and the case studies.
0: Well, I think what you're going to find, with, if you look at that part of the book, It's pretty comprehensive. There's 10 steps from the beginning, initial workshop, all the way to the end, where you're doing online advertising. That's kind of the last step to do. Uh, I guess there's one point I would make, which is when you first start out, you're going to have one customer journey, and you're going to want to make that one customer journey work and start getting return on your investment. And then you're going to be looking to broaden out. So you're going to have multiple marketing campaigns. You're probably going to have multiple product offerings at different price points, like we talked about earlier in the book. But it's a journey, you know. Building this uh, online business, it is a journey. It's kind of like life, you know. Life is a journey, not a destination. Same thing with online business. It's a journey. You learn along the way, and when you're making money, it's fun.
1: When you're making money, it's fun. You know, it. It also, it's very apparent. I need the systems to be successful. I need the right system, the right pieces. I need the right people to help me with those systems. But then there's a whole other cadre of individuals behind the scenes. It's the graphic designer, it's the SEO expert. It's the ads expert. It's the graphic designer expert. It's it's perhaps even the VA. I mean, this, you know, as a solo entrepreneur, technically we are it. We're everything. And in reality, we want to just deliver the work. I want to just coach. Okay. I don't want to get out there and market my business. And I like networking just like, as well as the next person. I really do. Even though I'm an introvert, I love networking, but this can be very time consuming. And so at least with your book, we're, we're, we're addressing one major aspect of that.
0: Yeah. And I would say pretty much anyone who's reading my book. Most of us as coaches or authors or speakers or whoever we are, we want to spend time giving our gift what we're great at. And this online stuff can, you know, it can feel like a real big distraction. But if you, unfortunately, well, you know, it's, it's, it's actually kind of a two-edged sword, I guess. Unfortunately, it takes a lot of work. Fortunately, it allows you to reach a lot more people than you would otherwise be able to reach. So that's the power of online marketing is in sales is like in having online systems. It allows you to give your gift to a lot more people and hopefully make a good living, you know, doing that. And I mean, that's the ideal, right, is, is to get paid for what you love doing. So the online systems allow you to do that. They are, They can be kind of a pain in the neck to set them up. But again, I'll come back to that concept of assets. It's a set of assets you're building. And yes, it takes a lot of upfront investment, but once they're up and going, they don't take as much to maintain.
1: I love that. I love that. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure once again to to have you on the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to kind of doing this wrap-up session with you where we kind of share again some of the key points from the book. And the four steps, but also to talk about some of those case studies, because I think those are going to be very interesting as well. So, uh, again, thanks for uh, joining us on Success Insight and uh, looking forward to having you uh, on the next episode. But before we do head out, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, where are the best places for them to go?
0: Well, you can go to my website, uh, which is com. Or to get the book, that's OnlineBusinessSuccessBook.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Choice Digital Strategies on Facebook. My handle on LinkedIn is Dr. Tom T.
1: Fantastic. Well, we will provide the backlinks to the website, Choice Digital Strategies, and also to the book page where you can get a free copy of Tom's book. And uh, a lot of other uh, gifts are available there. Uh, All you need to do is just pay uh, a very reasonable shipping and handling, but that website is onlinebusinesssuccessbook.com. And we'll also